0: This episode is brought to you by our Small Biz Shopping Directory and the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small business, your dollar goes further. We're inviting you to shop the directory and to take the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge with us. It's a commitment to make 1 in 5 of your purchases from a small business online online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more
1: than ever. When you buy from the directory, you're buying from a real person. You're contributing to their family and household. You're helping them hire teams and support other businesses. You're helping them improve and build up their local communities. You're keeping the economy going through your purchasing power and you're stimulating innovation and job creation. That's why we've dedicated these episodes and created the Small Biz Shopping Directory, because while most of our listeners are business owners, you are all also consumers. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on
0: small product businesses and to buy from each other. Here is what you can do to make an impact. One, take the pledge. Make the commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards small businesses. You're using
1: your purchasing power to change lives. Two, shop the directory. Don't know where to find small businesses online? We created the Small Biz Shopping Directory to make it easy to support, shop, and share small businesses. You're making a difference with your spending, and it's amazing and fun. Choose from 15 incredible categories and hundreds of small online businesses to shop from. Three, share the directory. Imagine if each
0: of us told three to four people to shop the small biz shopping directory. It would be incredible and life-changing to so many small businesses. Tell your friends, family, and social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change
1: lives. You can take the pledge at shop1in5.com and shop the directory at theproductboss.com slash shop now. So let's jump in.
0: Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies.
1: Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Meena Kunlositap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business.
0: In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together,
1: we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business.
0: Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in.
1: Okay, so if you have been with us for a while, you all know that Mina and I are avid coffee lovers. I mean obsessed. Obsessed. And so many of you were drinking oat milk lattes. Um, since you know we kind of int- we introduced oat milk to our, our people before it was in Starbucks ultimately. uh uh-huh. um, And we have Bosses and Breakfast, where you meet us and join us for coffee. So you know we love coffee. And so we were thrilled when we were introduced to our guest today, which we're so excited to bring to you. So I want to introduce our guest, which is Tiffany Lopez, and she's the Chief Visionary Officer of Barista Lab. So welcome to the podcast, Tiffany.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Also, I would love to have coffee with you guys. We should have had coffee for this podcast episode. (laughs) right. right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> we're like midday. We're, we've moved from coffee into liquid. leverage never too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tiffany, your story is so interesting. Um, we, we were chatting a little bit before the call about it, and we'd love to talk to you about sort of your entryway into you also being a coffee lover. So you have this business now, Barista Lab. But how did you get started in the world of coffee?
2: So in my college speech class, which I was terrible at, by the way, um, I did a presentation on how to make your own latte at home because at the time Starbucks was growing in popularity and people were spending five plus dollars a day on coffee before Starbucks came around. Nobody spent more than like 50 cents to a dollar on coffee.
1: Mm-hmm. Starbucks
2: comes around, they put a bunch of stuff in your beverage and they charge $5 for it. Right. So I did a, a presentation, I, it might have been a persuasion speech or maybe a how-to, maybe a how-to, how to make your own latte at home so you could save money and how you can make it for a fraction of the cost that Starbucks was making coffee. And after the presentation, I don't think I convinced anybody except for myself. I was <laughs> like, hey, I think I have something here. I, and that kind of how I got into selling coffee brewing equipment online at home, uh, not at home but online and at home. <laughs> my mm-hmm. first office was was an extra bedroom in the house. and then fast forward to 2010, uh, I was working on this business through college and it actually made money. I was sh- I was shocked. I was so surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, what like this business actually makes money?" Um, but it wasn't really my thing. Like the super automatic espresso machine culture was more of an older crowd. It was, um, just, I don't know, I was young. I was, (laughs) I was like 20 at the time and, um, graduating college. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this business, I'm going to do it right. And so I started building something that I could really get behind. And that's how barista lab was born. And it was also born out of uh, the recession. So I started my first business when the recession hit and it's, and it made money. And when I graduated, it was no one it, in my head, no companies were hiring or I thought that the job market would be really competitive. So my options were I could either keep working for myself and, and build a business that I can get behind or, try to spend my time and my energy going out and finding a job to work for someone else. And I was just like, that sounds kind of unappealing. So let me just keep going with this business thing and see where it goes. So at Barista (laughs) Lab, we supply you with everything you need to make the coffee of your dreams. So you can stop drinking coffee that lets you down and start drinking coffee that lifts you up. And uh, who we are is basically part of what drives like wakes me up in the morning is customer interaction and knowing that I've really been able to help someone achieve something of their dreams, and especially in coffee. And so um, the equipment we offer, the accessories that we offer, and even the knowledge, Um, I'm launching a course, and it's all about how to uh, how to make the coffee that you deserve, how to have something to look forward to in the morning. Um, there's a lot of people out there who know that they like, don't to, who, who know that they're drinking coffee, but that's not quite right, but they don't know how to make it better. So
0: do you find that your customers, first of all, I want to, I'm, where do you sell, where do you sell your accessories and coffee machines?
2: Yeah. Online and on third-party platforms. So on our website, lab.com and third-party platforms like Amazon.
0: Okay. And then are you finding that it's mostly people who don't know about coffee that are your customer or people that want, are like baristas also?
2: So usually it's the home, uh, the home buyer who wants to be, who wants to make better coffee. And they want the equipment and the tools and the knowledge in order to do that. And um, when people, so the, we're going to call them like your average coffee drinkers who have just like a, let's say like a Mr. Coffee or something, Mm -hmm. they would, that type of customer would come to us because they're looking to upgrade. They're looking to, um, they're looking to make their coffee experience better, to fine tune, to fine tune. So we I'm call sure. them prosumers. Prosumers.
1: My like yeah. my husband is is your customer. Um
2: yeah. I'm sure. And tell me,
1: did you see an uptick in purchasing of products during COVID?
2: In the first four months of the year, seventy five percent increase is what we saw. Yeah,
1: and which that's and so, is amazing. And so yeah.
2: What's causes this this in, huge increase in demand has caused the supply chain to kind of lock up a little bit. Are you I guys see. witnessing that too? Or have you guys been able to get as much supplies? as? No, um, there's lockups. Yeah, there's lockups, definitely. <laughs> but definitely, I would say it's
0: something that we tell a lot of our students and our clients is that that experience at home, right? We probably, a lot of us, miss going to our favorite coffee shop or we miss um, sipping on that specialty coffee and then we had to bring it in-house. So I'm not at all surprised. You know, coffee really does have that away to give you a feeling.
1: I, I think I used that example so many times earlier in the pandemic was um, my husband and I, like we, he works in New York city. We were talking about blue bottle cafe, things like that. I mean, $7 coffees. We're not talking Starbucks Venti for $7. We're talking $7, like good machine, single origin coffee from wherever, you know? And, um, and that's the thing that we experienced. So we had to, we wanted to replicate the experience that we were missing, like really good coffee. And so we ended up buying a a fancy we were using a Nespresso. We moved off of Nespresso. We bought a fancy coffee machine. We have pour over equipment. We did a subscription to Blue Bottle Coffee because we needed, we wanted to replace our seven dollar coffees. I told you before that we're coffee lovers over here. So sure like that experience is what a lot of people felt and I think a lot of our students and our community have seen that too because What's interesting is I felt like I was like, oh, this must be how my grandma feels when she thinks these kids are crazy going and spending all this money <laughs> at coffee shops. So why can't you just make it at home? And I feel like there's been this mindset shift while there's convenience to going through a drive through coffee place, or if you're fortunate enough to live near like a really cool coffee shop, but we were able to do replicate that at home. And so now we've actually really shifted to at-home pro coffee makers, exactly what you're describing.
2: Yeah, I mean, part of coffee is that it starts our day. And what I believe is like, start your day feeling good, feeling excited, looking for support to something. Start your day with a meditation. Start your day with intention. When you brew coffee the way that, you know, we brew coffee at home, Barista Lab and our customers, you really pay attention to every single detail of what's going on. And when you drink that cup that you spent, you know, a lot of time and effort and energy into, you feel, it feels really good to do something to, it's almost like taking pride in, in your work, right? You just cherish it and you not only cherish that one little cup, but you cherish all the little other moments in life.
1: How do you combine the education part for your customers too? So you're creating this this experience and you're, you're delivering something that people like me need and want, but how do you then differentiate? How does Brisa Lab differentiate in terms of education or or getting people to learn how to, you know, do cold brew at home or, or use your products and really sort of become the go-to source for your customers?
2: I'm going to give you a few different answers because I like a real 360 degree approach. I don't think there's one way that really like solves the problem, but I'll tell you the belief system first, the underlying belief system in psychology is that this type of coffee brewing equipment breeds a mindset of experimentation. Just how I started my business. It's like weaved throughout everything. So when you get the product, you're really encouraged to experiment with it. There is no wrong way to use it. Um, and the ultimate factor, like the ultimate deciding factor to say, like, if you have achieved what you wanted, is it, does it taste the way that you want it to taste? And so part of that is, is encouraging experimentation and then giving the people the tools to be able to put the vocabulary to what they're tasting, to give them comparisons and, to um, give them different ideas about how other people are doing it. This is how we do it. How are you doing it? And kind of like encourage that collaboration and feedback. And the ways that we do that are through our email. Um, They're through YouTube and they're through product inserts. I have a course coming out, like I mentioned, which I'm really excited about because it goes from, from that psychology, from that mindset of experimentation to all of the vocabulary to all of the testing and to the experimenting. I don't know if you guys, have you guys ever cupped coffee or been to a coffee tasting? Mm -mm. So a lot of people feel like I need to now. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what's it's like wine tasting, right? Mm. The really cool thing about a wine tasting is it gives you back to back, side by side comparisons of different things. Whereas if you were to just go to a restaurant or to a bar, you would get one glass of something usually what you normally order. And that's what you taste, you taste the same thing over and over and over again. But when you taste, um, I'm going to go back to coffee. Now, when you taste coffee side by side, you realize you're you realize things that you wouldn't have realized otherwise. For example, if a coffee is brewed uh, with a total immersion method as opposed to a pour over and you taste those side by side, you're going to notice that the mouthfeel of the total immersion, like a press pot or like a French press is way thicker, way heftier, way more, I want to say viscous, but that just reminds me of honey too much. It's just like sootier and the pour over is going to be like cleaner, lighter body, almost like the difference between a a California Zin and an Oregon Pinot. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you were to taste those two side by side, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, this is different. But if you were to just have, you know, the Oregon Pinot by itself, and then a week later have a Zin, you're just saying, all I taste is wine.
0: You... Are more attuned to the, to the nuances of the flavor of the coffee when you have the right equipment. For example, right with Barisa Lab,
2: absolutely.
0: So, what is it that you're seeing that people buy most of? What's like the entry level thing or the bestseller that people are really gravitating towards?
2: So, uh, there's a couple things. Um, it I wouldn't call it entry level though. Okay. Um, it's it's mostly uh, a grinder, and the grinder is what most people would call expensive. I think it's a bargain for what you get, but it's a burr coffee grinder. And one of the biggest things that you can do to, to upgrade your coffee brewing experience is to get a great grinder. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because when you have a, like a burr grinder and and you taste the difference again, I'm going to go back to comparison, but when you taste the difference between a burr grinder and a hand grinder and a blade grinder, you're going to get those more like subtleties that Mm -hmm. come out in the cup. And um, that all has to do with grind consistency and extraction rates and flow rates and things like that. But um, we don't have to get into those details, but (laughs) just know that, a burr grinder will allow you to taste more clarity and more flavors in the coffee than mm-hmm. other types of grinders, like plague like grinders or there's or some people out there coffee. using. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I
0: love that because it's something so simple, right? We, you're talking about something that's so simple that elevates your experience as simple as a grinder. I That seems super approachable to me.
1: What we're talking about here is so much of this like education or people who have somewhat educated themselves that are on the lookout for a source like barista lab to then provide them the things that they need. And obviously you've seen a 75% uptick during the time where we couldn't get our fancy coffees or go to the, have the experiences that we were looking for. But I know you have a blog. So so I want to just talk about content and social media because a lot of times our students and our masterminders have questions for us about like, what do I talk about? What kind of content do I create? Now, not a lot of them, you know, it, I feel like a lot of people who are selling t-shirts or jewelry sometimes feel like they're not solving a problem and, mm-hmm. and you are somewhat solving a problem of in a way, but at the same time, it can be felt frivolous. So, um, you have YouTube, you said you do have an email list. And the other thing I want to chat about is your, is your blog. Do you consider yourself a blogger is the first question.
2: I don't consider myself a blogger.
1: <laughs> okay. So then, so then, but you do have a blog as a product-based business. So then would you mind sharing with our listeners how you use your blog as a business tool to find new customers or to But Before reinforce? we
0: answer that, this is exactly, we wanted you to answer that way because I think a lot of our product-based people think that they need to be bloggers and they do not.
1: If right? we say write a blog, they're like, oh, like, now I have to be a But I don't want to be
0: a blogger. Well, you're not a blogger if you put blog posts up. So... I love that you answered that way.
2: So <laughs> blogging has a lot more to do than to do with things than just blogging. So the I would say like my biggest recommendation is find the intent and the reason why behind the blog. The blog is just one aspect of, of being able to drive traffic, show your authority, um, collaborations. You can repurpose content. Um, if you write a blog, you can make a podcast about it. You can put it in your emails. You can make a video about it. It's, blogging isn't your thing. And you'd rather like just create an email than create your email and then make a blog out of it. And then make a video out of it. And then make a Pinterest post about it. And then, so I think it's really... I don't consider myself a blogger, but it's, it's necessary to be able to, to drive traffic because without traffic, you don't get customers. It's also important to be able to show your authority and your knowledge base. Um, People like to see and to read, and there's this whole like funnel and how people find you. Some people are looking for um, lighter content and then you can give them heavier content or more, our content, you know, we got into flow rate and, and ratios and, you know, there's that kind of content that people are looking for, but there's a lot of content that people are looking for recipes, you know? So the idea of the blog is not just to become a blogger. It's to, it's to give your business the best chance to be found by the people who need to, to find it and the people that you can help. And if you feel like you're not solving a problem, Then take a day and figure out what kind of problem you can solve to get behind and ask yourself the hard questions and spend some time figuring out like, okay, I feel like I'm not solving a problem, which means I am not creating blogs. So the deeper question is, what is the problem that I'm solving that will help me uh, create more things to add more value? So more people can have a better life and more people can find me or refer me or talk about me. But you know, it all kind of like, I'm the, I'm the 360 approach girl, right? It's all built on top of something. So if you feel like you're not creating value and you don't have something to offer, like figure out what it is that you want to offer. How can you offer that through your jewelry? Cause if, we're all story brand people here. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of info, business info out there to support this kind of thought process. But it's like what, it doesn't matter what, what you sell. It matters. The object is it doesn't matter as much as the end result that you're selling. Right. Mm-hmm. So what does your jewelry give someone? Does it give someone beauty? Does it make them feel more beautiful? beautiful or connected to other people in the world. If that is it, then that's what you're selling. And the problem that you're solving is a lack of connection or feeling, you know, feeling not beautiful. I don't know what the actual word for that would be, but, (laughs) but, you know, like just spend a little bit of time thinking about that. And that's, that's a I don't know. I went on this long tangent oh, I loved it. philosophy yeah. about, it was great. <laughs> about products, but,
1: but that's, you know, that's what we, we try and reinforce in our community too, is that sometimes it's not about your product, but it exactly is. It's that, and it's that experience, it's the experience around the product, right. which is why somebody I talk about, you know, sometimes like I talk about designer bags, for example, why will somebody pay more for a leather bag from, Louis Vuitton than a leather bag from, you know, inside a mall and like a, on like a for sale table, you know, what's the experience that she wants to get? Does she want to walk into like the really fancy store and have the person waiting on her? Plus she's buying the name, but why are you buying the name? There's the value there. They've created the value and the weight around it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Real quick about StoryBrand, I just want to let our listeners know, we will put a link to StoryBrand by Donald Miller in the show notes. So if you want to grab that and read it, or um, we can also put a link to it on Audible. So if you want to listen to it, we'll, we'll drop that in for you.
2: Such an easy read. It's harder to, because it's so simple. It's challenging to execute, but it's so rewarding.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. You're connecting the dots for your customer. And really, a lot of times, it's like what you said and what Jacqueline said. It's the experience. But, you know, when you're talking about a physical product business, you know, a lot of times they're not, they're not buying the skincare they're buying the tangible skincare product. They're buying the transformation that you promise them, right? That's what they want. They want the transformation and not the tangibility of it. You know, to hold it in their hand is one thing, but to actually get the results that they want is another thing. That's what they that's what you have to breadcrumb for them and connect the dots. And in Storybrand does that really well because the the story of it, you know, is all around that and them buying into that transformation, that promise, all of it, and the way you speak about something, the way they think it's going to change their life, how they start their morning with it, Um, you know, even sipping a cup of coffee and what they could be thinking about, you know, and then what you said too, um, about the extra care that someone puts into something in the morning, like having a sip of coffee, that's what they're looking for too, right? They want to see themselves as a more thoughtful person. So that's part of the promise too, not just a cup of coffee.
2: You know, yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. So, what is next for Barista Lab? So, this the course that's coming out is next. Definitely more Barista Lab products. That's something I'm really pushing over the next definitely year. Something that's driving me uh, right now in in Barista Lab is to contribute and add more value. So that's where the the course is coming from and being able to share like expert knowledge, but with with the home user. So, can I just make an offer real quick? Oh yeah. I'd, I'd like to offer anybody who's listening either now or in the future, if you have any um, coffee brewing problems or pitfalls to just email email us and we'll help you for free.
1: That's awesome. What's Thank your you. email address? Yeah.
2: It's at, we'll use contact at barista lab.com Okay.
1: And we'll put that in the show notes too. That's amazing because you may be getting a few calls from my husband, James. Remember that? Name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> any, any time we lo- really do love to help. I love that. And,
1: and, you know, and what I want you all to take away from this is, and what you're seeing, you know, us talk about here is the fact that we're talking about education around the product, connecting the dots for your your customers, also customer service. So I know not all of you are are telling all our podcast listeners, you know, email me and I'll tell you which jewelry piece to buy. But I think that the, what we saw during COVID and the pandemic were a couple of things. Those who, you know, showed up for their customers succeeded. Those who problem solved for their customers succeeded. Those who made the leap for them and connected, hey, if you're missing this experience, we can duplicate it or replicate it for you, come here. And then also the customer service aspect. So we talked about you know, FaceTime calls, walking people through your closed store if you needed to sell them things. Here you're offering this idea. Dropping it off at their doorstep. Mm-hmm. Overcoming obstacles that they might have because if they're willing to get on, if you are helpful to them, whether or not they actually buy right then and there, they are going to remember that you're helpful. And the next time they have to buy something, they're going to come back to you. The consumer is going to come back to you, the product-based business.
0: yeah if you could let our audience know where they can buy from you, where they can share you and support you and, um, check you out at.
2: Yeah. Awesome. So it's barista lab.com and there, you can pretty much find anything else you're looking for. You can sign up for emails where we give answered questions and most common questions. We give tips, we have promotions and new products, new product launches, The course is coming out. Be super great to get anyone's support in sharing that. And you can follow us on social media. Instagram is at brew barista lab and Facebook is barista lab. And, uh, yeah, I I hope to get in contact with you guys and answer your questions and help you out in any way that I can to make your morning the best morning that it can be.
1: Amazing. Thank you, Tiffany, for for joining us today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having
0: me. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on small
1: product businesses. You can take the pledge at shop1in5.com and shop the directory at theproductboss.com shop now.